1: Death by Champagne. This week we're jumping off a cliff into government experiments. This one got so big we had to split it in two. So welcome to our first mini-series. Olivia kicks it off discussing Unit 731, a truly horrifying set of experiments and abuses that solidified the creation of chemical warfare in Japan. This episode contains foul language, unbelievable discussions concerning body horror, blood, amputation, and unfortunately a lot more. So if that sounds too intense for you, we strongly encourage listening with caution this week. We'll be back next week for part two with a look inside one specific operative of the U.S. government's MKUltra program.
2: Okay. Hi.
1: Hello. We're back. This is an occult week. Woohoo! I think last week we decided at the very end of our episode that we were going to bring you stories of medical experiments. And what we found out along that ride of research is that you can't have medical experiments <coughs> that are uh, big and bold without the government.
2: Uh, yes. So this episode <laughs> turned into government. Medical experiments. Asparagus. Have you seen <laughs> that episode of Family Guy? <laughs> no, I don't watch Family Guy. <laughs> I have had three and a half glasses of things. It's, it's gonna so be a big one, you guys. Buckle buckled. the fuck up. <laughs> Buckle up. This is already gonna be a two parter. Yes. It is nine o oh fucking clock.
1: <laughs> we have to work tomorrow. <laughs> I have to go to school tomorrow. You do. Olivia started school. Notes. God damn it. Oh, Olivia started school, I have two jobs, life is out of control, which is why we record at 9 o'clock a bottle of champagne deep on a Tuesday. Oops. Yeah, but also, welcome to our first two-parter.
0: Yeah! We decided in our research that this
1: was way too big for us to squeeze into one night. We weren't going to do our topics justice no. if we tried to fit it into one session. Right. So you're going to have to tune in next week to hear part two. oot, oot,
2: <laughs> oot.
1: <laughs> so, so, that, that feels like, so Like 2000s scene girl <laughs> To just like to
2: tell someone Woot Woot <laughs> That's all I did For my text responses All through the 2000s Woot <laughs> the Early 2000s. Um,
1: One of our iTunes reviews Sarah2590 mm-hmm. Thank you says, Sarah Still does woot
2: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she younger than you?
1: No Oh <laughs> okay that's fine she's seven months older than me oh my god and gosh. fun fact one of the first pictures of us is her family like her mom brought her to the hospital so they could like visit with my mom and when they introduced me and sarah as babies like hours old and seven month old she licked me <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure what? I'm pretty sure that's when that happened. It was, like, at, like, the first time that we met. She, like, licked me as a baby. That's so cute. There's another weird story when we were, like, a couple years old. But I think it was that one that she licked me. Yeah. That's cute. (laughs) It's disgusting.
2: And disgusting. There's another
1: picture of her sitting on me. We were, like... She was probably two and I was, like, 18 months around there, and she's literally, like, I'm laying face down in the carpet on my stomach, and she's sitting on me, like, John Cena, like, (laughs) revenge, (laughs) sitting on top of me.
2: The best of all the pictures of, like, me making my sister do whatever... Like, game. There's a picture of us. I'm dressed as Santa Claus. (laughs) And she is my reindeer. And she's literally pulling me around. Like, (laughs) it's, like, tied around her waist. Like, a jump rope on, like, I don't know, like, a trash can lid. And I'm, like, sitting on it, like... (laughs) Mush. she is my reindeer and i'm santa claus and it was
1: probably like
2: june yes <laughs> yes probably <laughs> oh that's funny okay do we have anything to discuss prior to me jumping right the fuck into this i don't know um i guess researching this I found a lot of really interesting topics, like medical, but then that weren't actually medical things. Yeah. So we might have to do, like, a psychology-sociology episode. Yes. Of, like, experiments or... Basically Sociological just like data. Experiment. Yes, We're
1: crazy on this yeah. one. Yes,
2: we should do that. The Milgram experiment. I That's saved on my thing yes. now. Yes. Okay. Literally all of them. I, I saved a bunch, and then I went back through to try to decide, and I started researching one, and I was like, well, fuck, this isn't medical at all. So then I had to look back through, and only one of them was actually medical, and I was like, okay, I'll pick this one. Yes.
1: <laughs> Did you watch later seasons of Law and Order?
2: Um, some. I feel like I watched until, which I just started at season 15. Like after she gets, after Olivia gets taken. Oh, uh, that's good shit. Yeah. Those are the best ones. And just started that next seat, like the season after, like where that's like the season finale where she gets saved. Yes. Or the season opener. Which, something. like, BTW, my favorite guy,
1: Porn Stash. Yes, Porn Stash Man. Who looks exactly like Kenneth Bianchi. Yes. Disturbing as fuck. Yes. Um, There's an episode with, okay, yes, this episode of Law and Order has Robin Williams in it. Okay. And he abducts, I think he like kind of abducts someone or they think that he killed someone. And he gets Olivia out of all of the people that are looking for him. They're in Grand Central in New York. Mm. And he takes them doing, he like organizes a flash mob. So they're all walking through Grand Central, like, how can we find him? Where's he going to be at? And then, like, the clock strikes, whatever, and everyone around them just freezes. And they can't find him. And they're like, oh, what the fuck? fuck? This is weird as hell. So they all get all, like, sidetracked. And then they, like, hear a scream what? or some bullshit. And then they go, they, like, find him. And something's happening where, like, they think she's being tortured and she's screaming. So they're like, we have to find her. And he's like, okay, to have her, you can do this. And they're like, we're not going to do that. And then they, like, debate about whether or not they're going to do it. And then they find out that she's behind a wall the whole time. And he made her scream beforehand. And he recorded it. So she Uh, was just sitting in a chair tied up, like nothing happening. But he was like, we're hurting her back there. Oh. What the fuck? He played that character It's like some Criminal Minds bullshit. I don't think I've seen that episode. It was very intense. Very intense. Mm -hmm. It was a very, like, not... I didn't think that that character was, like, going to be good at all, but it was nuts. Mm Mm-hmm. He did a great job. R.I.P.
2: Okay. Do you remember the episode that Taylor Swift's in and she is, like, the most emo? No! Taylor Swift is in an episode.
1: Shut the fuck up.
2: I hope I'm not crazy. I don't recall this. Yes. She's got, like, black hair. What season? super emo. And I literally can't even remember. No, I swear she's in it. I know she loves Olivia Benson. That's her. Cat's I know, I know name. that's her cat's name. I swear she is in it. Hayden Panettiere's
1: in a lot of Law and Order.
2: Yes, and S- Hilary Duff's in
1: Oh, no. Hilary Duff is in the keynote episode. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's yes. the dumbest. I swear to you, that is the episode she's in. Is it even a speaking role, or is she just like a casual cameo for fun? I
2: can't even remember now. It might have just been a casual cameo Ooh. because she's obsessed. My
1: other favorite, like, the mainstream sun. celebrity SVU appearance is Sarah Highland.
0: Oh, yeah. The one where she's a little
1: gymnastics girl and she, like, beats her friend to death with a rock. <laughs> okay. This article mentions the Bad Blood video.
2: Can I be a very stereotypical white girl for a second? Yes. I love that. Um, I... Died when that video came
1: I out. I watched it. I'm probably responsible for
2: three million of the views. Yes. Same, <laughs> same. I'm I made Chris it. watch it. I made everyone I know watch it. Loved it. Fucking loved it. Can't get enough. Can literally can't get enough. That song just like <laughs> <laughs>
1: What well, me and Olivia do when we're not talking about death. <laughs> Is watch music videos And millennium dance videos Yep If Jojo Gomez ever hears A second of this podcast I would cry I would lose my fucking shit I would
2: literally lose it Jojo we would die for you (laughs) I'm telling you that now (laughs) Speaking collectively for the both of us For the group (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna start Tell me about your thing Are you ready? Yeah. (laughs) Are you ready? I am thoroughly drunk (laughs) Same, when I have to tell you some horrifying things Oh, great I know we put it on our warning, but warning again Nothing I talk about is good It's things that no one needs to know about But like they should know about Yes Okay Unit 731 Barf Yes (laughs) This was a Japanese covert biological and chemical warfare research and development unit in the Imperial Japanese Army during World War II. They are responsible and known for some of the most notorious war crimes carried out by Imperial Japan, performing horrifying human experiments. I said on prisoners, but I wanted to make note that in every single article that it says prisoners, I was very offended. It should say victims. These were not... Some of them were prisoners of war. Majority of them were civilians. Ugh. Chinese civilians who were just, like, fucking taken. Yes. That's fucked. Because there's a part of China that is now China that was Japan during the war, so I don't know if they, like, overtook it. I don't know the whole story there. that. <laughs> they, like, overtook it during the war, or if, like, after the fact of the war that it became China, or if it was China, and then, you know, they, like, basically laid ground there. Yeah. But most of it was civilians. There weren't a huge number of criminal prisoners or prisoners of war. I mean, they were all prisoners of war because this was during a war, but they were not, like, military Right. They weren't actively fighting against them. Yes. So, officially... And fronted as, this Unit 731 was called the Epidemic Prevention and Water Purification Department of the Kwantung Army. It was originally set up under the Kempeitai. Kempitai? Military police of the Empire of Japan, but was taken over and commanded until the end of the war by General Shiro Ishii, a combat medic officer in the Kwantung Army. It spanned over 2.3 miles and consisted of more than 150 buildings. These buildings contained around 4,500 containers to be used to raise fleas that were containing the plague six cauldrons to produce various chemicals and around 1,800 containers to produce biological agents. And after the fact, they found 66 pounds of the bubonic plague bacteria that had been produced, and it could be produced in just a few days in this unit 731. How do you even quantify pounds of a bacteria? I mean, that's a lot of bacteria. If you can say that it weighs a pound, right? Because right. you can't even see bacteria, right? How and it could be created in a few days. How is that stored? What, what for? Is that a liquid? Is that a solid? Well, they primarily put it on fleas, so it's just a bucket of bugs, I guess. That's filth. Sixty-six pounds of bugs, little tiny bugs. Please, I hate everything, and this isn't even. Oh, girl. I know. We have not even gotten started. So the date of all of this, um, this happened. So Unit 731 happened between 1937 and 1945, and it took place specifically during the Second Sino-Japanese War of World War II. It was based at the Pingfang District of Harbin, the largest city in the Japanese, the article I read said Puppet State. Of Manchukuo Which was Which is now Northeast China I don't know what Puppet state means I know That's what I wonder If it was When they were Inhabiting it Was it a part of China And they were trying To take control of it We'll
1: come back To you on that
2: (laughs) Or if anyone knows Let us know Preferably on Instagram Because we don't Check our Twitter Sorry (laughs) (laughs) Okay So what happened there What was its purpose at least, and this is at the bare fucking minimum three thousand men, women, and children were provided to unit 731 by the Kempatai army, and majority of them were Chinese civilians very large number, like eighty percent were Chinese civilians uh, not people involved in the fucking war at all bystanders I don't like that um. Ugh, and this is awful. So another front that Unit 731 told the government was that they were a lumber mill. So all of their subjects were inputted as logs, as like an inside joke that they were a lumber mill.
1: How did they even get away with telling... So what, like this military unit is just going
2: completely rogue? Like, honestly, there's not a whole lot of answers because Japan still denies that any of it happened.
1: Because I'm thinking usually, like, when the
2: United States is involved in some shit like that. Right. It's like It a goes rogue. all the way
1: to the top. Right. They were yes.
2: instructed. Oh, yes, absolutely. But they will claim that it was rogue and they had nothing to do with it. Like, no, this was... I think it began as something to... Like do research on Certain oh, yeah. diseases That's how all of it starts it But quote, then it Research Yes But then it turned into Actual Chemical Warfare Oh That it was like We can do this We have proved it And here we are well, Yeah and that's where The Milgram experiment
1: Comes in If they didn't think Ooh. I mean not to say That the two are equivalent at all But that was the theory Behind that If you don't think There are consequences To what you're doing And you think you can right. Get away with it You'll just keep doing it
2: which is what even happened. if you know you're hurting someone else. Yes, this was this lasted for almost ten years, bar eight years. Yeah, victims so that were described as logs, um, who died were incinerated on site. But any published research from Unit 731 says that it was conducted on non-human experiments, which is not true. So, like what? Termites? Animals, yeah, like rats. Most of the victims were Chinese, like I said, but small percentages were Soviet, Mongolian, and Korean. There were a couple articles I read that talked about American, Russian, um, like actual military prisoners of war who were also found or seen there from people who later testified that this all actually happened. So some of the horrifying things they did to people and I promise you it literally gets worse. So (laughs) again, warning to anyone. (laughs) This is not happy. This is disgusting. So vivisection, I think that's how you pronounce it. Vivis, vivisection? It comes from the Latin vivius, which means alive, insectio, which means cutting. Nope. It's a surgery conducted for experimental purposes on a living organism, typically animals with central nervous systems, to view living internal structure. And in quotes, human vivisection has been perpetrated as a form of torture. So basically, it's the practice of mutilating human bodies without anesthesia to study the operations of the living organisms within. That was performed a lot. Researchers would infect their victims with various diseases and then perform invasive surgery, including removing organs to study the effects of the disease on the human body without particular organs, amputation in order to study blood loss, sometimes reattaching those limbs to the opposite side of the body. What the fuck? Just to see what happened. Removing victims' stomachs to see how digestive and what happened if you removed a stomach. And reattaching people's esophaguses to their intestines and feeding it, like, that way, straight to the intestine.
1: Oh, so, like, To see what happens. So, like, it's it's just, like, sticking out of your belly button. Yeah. I'm thoroughly
2: disturbed. Yeah. And parts of the organs, such as brain... I have lunch... (laughs) That was not correct. Lungs. I have no idea what that was supposed to be. Lungs. Lungs. Okay. Had to open lungs. Okay. Lunch. Parts of the organs, such as brain, lungs, and liver, were also removed just to see what happened to a human body when you didn't have those things. So, after after victims' bodies were pretty much used up within the vivisection, and they died. Or if they weren't dead yet, they were killed by gunshot or lethal injection. Thank God at that point. And it is reported that some may have been buried alive. No! None of the prisoners of war reported from China, Mongolia, Korea, or Russia survived their confinement in Unit 731. So anyone that went missing that was known to have been captured by Japan was never seen alive again. Jesus. Jesus. Some victims were used to study high G-forces on pilots and falling paratroopers. They loaded human beings into large centrifuges and spun them at higher and higher speeds until they passed out or died.
1: How fast do you have to go at that rate? to? It says this usually
2: happened around 10 to 15 Gs. I don't know what Gs is in equivalent to like... Miles per hour is something well, that we know.
1: I'm curious and I'm
2: gonna look it up
1: at the end of this. I don't wanna keep typing while you're talking. <laughs> but obviously my favorite ride at the fair as a child is the one where it's called the Starship or the Spaceship two thousand, something like that, where you go inside and it's just a big circular platform. Yes. And you stick to the wall and, and the floor drops out. Yes. Like you're going so flags. fast. Yeah, you stick to yeah. the wall. Yeah. So like that's a fun amount.
2: This was not a fun amount. And that was, like, liquefaction amount. Yeah. So. Oh, and, and it gets worse. Um, they determined that young children showed lower tolerance to the accelerated forces. But like no. I said, men, women, and children were taken, and horrible things were done to them. So I'm going to read a quote from the New York Times. Um, basically interviewing... An old Japanese man who was a doctor there at Unit 731. Wow. Yes, I'm gonna read the first three paragraphs. He is a cheerful old farmer who jokes as he serves rice cakes made by his wife, and then he switches easily to explaining what it is like to cut open a 30-year-old man who is tied naked to a bed and dissect him alive without anesthetic. In quotes, The fellow knew that it was over for him, and so he didn't struggle when they led him into the room and tied him down, recalled the 17-year-old farmer, then a medical assistant in the Japanese army unit in China in World War II in quotes again. But when I picked up the scalpel, that's when he began screaming. I cut him open from the chest to the stomach and he screamed terribly and his face was all twisted in agony. He made this unimaginable sound. He was screaming so horribly, but then finally he stopped. This was all in a day's work for the surgeons, but it really left an impression on me because it was my first time. His first time... Cutting open a live human being. Mangling someone with no anesthetic? Okay. Right. Well, that seems natural then. There were evidence, or not evidence, but witnesses who came forth later who talked about um, basically human bodies being pickled, like, in fermentation. While they were alive? Who knows? But they talked about um, one man specifically who they believe was Russian because that's what the tank he was in was labeled was Russia and he was cut vertically shut the fuck up and pickled and then there were other that's where it comes into play that they believe more than just like Korean Mongolian and Chinese people because there are witnesses who testified that they saw pickled organs and human body parts labeled American Russian like that there were other People Ugh. who were prisoners of war who were dissected and whatever happened to them. I mean, we'll never know exactly, but.
1: That makes me feel really uncomfortable about the bodies exhibit. Yeah. I never saw that, but that's what it I makes think me think of and it makes me
2: very uncomfortable. I think we went and I didn't look for very long because it made me really sick. I can't look at meat. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's meat. I think I could. I don't think it would bother me. It bothered me. If I liked vegetables, I would be a vegetarian. But I don't. (laughs) But you don't. So I need some source of
1: (laughs) You can't just live off cheese. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I don't know. We need to plan our trip to the Mütter Museum
2: and the L.A. Museum of Death. Oh, yeah. I like, want to see all those things. But I do. I think we saw the body exhibit because it was at the Science Center. Yeah. But I don't remember a lot of it. And I feel like it's because I was like, I don't want to look at this. I'm leaving.
1: Yeah. We could go to bodies. Grossing me out. When I was in Vegas last, we could either go to bodies or the Titanic exhibit. And I was like,
2: oh, Titanic exhibit. Definitely that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So last thing with this vivisection thing, which I guess could go later, but. Some victims were also locked up in pressure chambers to see how much the body could withstand before their eyes popped out of their sockets. And in quotes um, from that New York Times article, Unit 731 headquarters contained many other such jars. Oh, did I already say this? Yes. Okay, this was the one. Oh, in French. So in quotes, someone talked about the pickled jars saying, I saw samples with labels saying American English, and Frenchmen, but most were Chinese, Koreans, and Mongolians. Those labeled as American were just body parts, like hands or feet, and some were sent in by other military units. Uh, so it was happening elsewhere. This article, the so a lot of the stuff I got was from Wikipedia, and they had, they referred to two other units, Unit 100 and Unit, I think it was 643. That also were doing horrifying things, but I think 731 was, like, the largest. Ugh. Yeah. So, in addition to that, they were also doing germ warfare attacks. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I did to make sure that was recording. I got paranoid for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get paranoid sometimes. <sighs> okay, this is... I don't know what's the worst, actually. This is probably the worst. Okay. Prisoners were injected with diseases, sometimes disguised as vaccinations, to study their effects. Male and female prisoners were infected with syphilis and gonorrhea. Victims under sexual studies were also periodically raped. Syphilis was a ma- a huge study that they were Well, and
1: why doing. was that happening everywhere in researching this? I mean, I already knew about the Guatemalan and yeah. Studies, but th- loosely the
2: right. word studies loosely, but like, wh- Why? Why? Like, why, why was that happening? No idea. Are people that just no that idea. fucking stupid back then? I'm gonna say yes. Like people or were like, yes, we'll just infect all
1: these people, and we'll and definitely get results.
2: Like, what results uh, were
1: you looking for? What did you think no. was gonna happen? Right. You weren't even postulating anything you weren't coming up with a hypothesis you were like i Mm -hmm. don't know nope
2: nope maybe death obviously (laughs) stupid so syphilis in particular to ensure effective transmission of the disease male victims were forced to rape other female and male victims who would then be monitored and observed for onset of the disease if the first exposure failed um they would be raped again Until they got syphilis. Testimony from a guard states that, quote, Infection of venereal disease by injection was abandoned, and the researchers started forcing the prisoners into sexual acts with each other. Four or five unit members dressed in white laboratory clothing, completely covering the body with only eyes and mouth visible, handled the test. A male and female, one infected with syphilis, would be brought together in a cell and forced into sex with each other. It was made clear that anyone resisting would be shot. This is like a guard testifying that this is what they saw happen. No, so you. Could, you could inject someone with syphilis. They abandoned that. And force people to rape each other in order to obtain the disease they were wanting people to obtain. You're
1: just surpassing the level of, like, sadistic action for the sake of sadism.
2: Yeah. And cruelty. Yeah.
1: yeah. And going into a whole new level of, like, power and, like, Yep. I'm gonna do whatever I need to to make myself feel like the second you put your sense of self in front of the mercy of someone else and you decide you're gonna take everything you can from them, That's like when exactly there's a humane. I mean, not even when there's a humane option because there is no humane option to do what these in people this are doing. Scenario,
2: fucking right? Terrible, <laughs> but right? I mean, the lesser of. I mean... I'd rather be injected with syphilis than someone rape me and give me syphilis. Yeah.
1: I mean, I won't use the phrase, the lesser of two evils, because there's not... It's all terrible, but...
2: Right. Good. But these... I want to remind everyone, 90% of these people were fucking Chinese civilians. They were not anyone who was a part of the war, anyone who was a part of political powers at all. They were civilians. Who were captured and brought to these units for testing. Straight up atrocities. Yeah. Once victims were infected, they were then, I hope I'm saying this word right, vivisected at different stages of the infection. Testimonies from multiple guards blame the female victims as being hosts of the disease. Okay, how'd you fucking know? Even though they were forcibly infected... These guards, this I'm just, like, I don't even want to read, but, like, I want to just to everyone be offended. These guards <laughs> were sick fucks, and I hate them all. they referred to the infected female genitalia as jam-filled buns. Literally, that's what they would, like, call them. How about I drop one on Dis- your fucking face? Disgust. Disgusting. So these guards were not innocent, obviously. No. No, absolutely not. I mean the women were raped, women and probably men were raped by the I guards mean, as well. Like as per obviously. Baseline life lessons from this podcast that aren't about
1: murder. <laughs> Harry Potter. That's the code, that's the guideline. Yes. What would you do rather than succumb to brutality like that? Die. Yes. You die yourself. You would die. Yes. I mean, no, because you can't ask people to do that. But if you're an innocent person in the situation and you resort
0: doing that like i just Mm-mm.
2: that's a whole new
0: fuck how load fucked
2: of up are you i mean morality. even in a sense of if i don't do this i'm going to die is that really what it was that like you yeah. had to be doing these actions or you were going to be killed yourself or was it just you adapting to okay right. this is the normal now we cut people open without anesthetic, and we rape people whenever the fuck we want, and we give them all these horrible diseases. This is the normal. Yeah, because maybe faced with death, some people could there adapt to anything. There couldn't have been that many people, 3,000-something workers, who all had that same mindset that this is what we do now. Maybe. I mean, Ugh. I think some of them probably enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of them for sure did. So women and men were not the only test subjects um, for syphilis. Children were also used and given syphilis and vivisected to see how it affected children and how longer periods of infection were affected by the treatments. Like if you had syphilis for a month, you know. And you were given treatments, then they'd have a different child that they would give syphilis to, wait two months to give treatments, and so on and so on to see. Disgust. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about rape, but rape, but there was also forced pregnancy. No. Yep, no, no, no. Female victims were forced to become pregnant for use in experiments while they were pregnant. Main testing was called vertical transmission, which basically means from mother to child to basically study diseases that the mother had. Could it also be given to the child? After being infected with various diseases, exposed to chemical weapons, or suffering crush injuries, I'll talk more about later, bullet wounds, and shrapnel injuries, the pregnant subjects were opened up and effects on the fetus were studied. Literally just impregnated to, like, look at the fetus inside the body. I'm talking about the most horrifying things. (laughs) We really are. Continuing that. But more importantly, this happened. This actually fucking happened. And it was more recent, like, early 2000s, even late 90s, that it was discovered. Ugh. World War II ended in the 40s, I believe, and it wasn't discovered that this happened until, well, we'll get to it. It was, but it wasn't publicly discovered until way fucking later. Fetal survival and damage to the mother's reproductive organs were objects of interest. Though a large number of babies were born in captivity to Unit 731, there have been no accounts of survivors. Of children who were born there.
1: Cool. And survived. So they were either taken in completely and probably brought up in that situation. Right, right. Or just murdered.
2: Or killed. It is suspected that children were killed or pregnancies were terminated once they did whatever testing they wanted to do. I said, oh, and wait. If you think it could possibly get anywhere. If you think it couldn't possibly get anywhere. (laughs) I'm going to hide in my jumper. It does. Not only were these women raped forced to get pregnant, experimented on, and had their pregnancies terminated or their children killed, they were also involved in sexual experiments. No quote from a guard, one of the former researchers I located told me that one day he had a human experiment scheduled, but he had some time to kill. So he and another unit member took the keys to the cells and opened one that housed a Chinese woman. One of the unit members raped her, and the other member took the keys and opened another cell. There was a Chinese woman in there who had been used in a frostbite experiment, which I will talk about soon. She had several fingers missing, and her bones were black with gangrene. He was about to rape her anyway. Then he saw that her sex organ was festering, with pus oozing to the surface. He gave up the idea, left, locked the door, and then later just went on to the experimental work that they were scheduled to do. Disgust. What is wrong with them? No idea. Other types of diseases given to these people forcefully, 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 <laughs> forcefully,
1: forcefully, <laughs> include
2: plague fees. Ch- what? They were bred in labs, and this, I mean, I kind of get into later, but they tested it and they dropped it in low flying airplanes upon Chinese cities, and it worked. And people got the fucking plague and died. There's thousands of people. They gave people cholera, which is an... In- cholera. 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 Cholaris. Cholaris, which is an infection of the small intestine. Makes and you poo a bunch of water. <laughs> <laughs> Anthrax, which is an infection caused by a certain bacteria. The skin will start to blister and swell. Um, Tularemia, or rabbit fever. An infection caused by bacteria that can infect the skin, cause ulcers, and usually will lead to, it corrected pneumonia to phenomena, phenomena to pneumonia, stand over the mic (laughs) or other throat cancers. Um, Also, they infected. So after they would infect somewhere, they would drop clothing and supplies that were also infected or encased with bombs that people thought were like help. No. Yeah. I was and just going to say weren't. that's the worst case scenario. Like, you think you're going to get help, and instead. You get a fucking bomb. Or another disease. Or clothes coated in something else. Agent Orange Packages. Yep. Another uh, thing they did, which physiologist Yoshimura Hisato was the one who conducted all of these, was frostbite testing. Not interested. Um, he would take captives outside, dipping various appendages into water and allowing the limb to freeze. Once the limb froze, which it was determined to be frozen, that you struck it with a short stick and it would emit a sound that resembled a board being struck. Cool. That's how they tested it. Cool. Once the limb was froze, they would chip away the ice. And they would basically determine what would happen. Like how do we how can we unfreeze it? Um they would try methods of rapid rewarming by dousing the lemon hot water, holding it over an open fire, or God, leaving that it
1: so painful.
2: Yeah. Or leaving it untreated overnight just to see how long it took for a person's own blood to thaw out. No, thank you. And everything I found talked about this specifically, but In the Wikipedia article I found, it said that there were more heinous and gruesome types of testing for frostbite. And I couldn't find any that weren't, I mean, very similar to what Wikipedia had. So, I don't know if that means, like, sex organs. Oh, God. Could you imagine? No. If your penis was dipped in freezing cold water? I don't like it when I'm cold at work. Or your boob? Like... It hurts
1: so bad to be outside in your face or your hands be getting hit with wind, Mm -hmm. like snowy, cold wind. Mm -hmm. And that's all these people were being used for.
2: Until their limbs died. Yeah. Yeah. That is so awful. These at Unit 731 victims were also used for weapon testing. Cool. Human targets were used to test grenades experimenting with various different distances and different positions. Great. They were used to test flamethrowers. Basically, human targets were used to test any kind of weapon they possessed, whether it was germ, chemical, or explosive. Doesn't matter. Humans were used to test it. The results of human targets were to research wound patterns and penetration depths. And these were compared on the dead and dying individuals. Another fucking horrifying thing. Uh, people were basically bound to a chair or whatever, and then heavy objects were dropped on them. No. To research crushing injuries. Okay,
1: that's worse than what was it, the witch story, like someone getting pressed to death.
2: Yeah. Like just someone. Like laying one at on a time you? and getting suffocated. Yeah.
1: Ugh, like getting dropped like forcibly like it hurts a lot it's not like someone slowly like I'm sure all of the above hurts but the suddenness of like like just forever
2: till yeah until you're, you're gone right yeah victims were locked up deprived of food and water to learn how long humans could survive without them and some were only given salt water to just see what that did uh it's not gonna help right <laughs> Others were injected with mismatched human or animal blood. What? To study transfusions and clotting processes. Other humans. This was literally like... You don't need to learn that if you're, like, in a war. That's not going to help you. Right. So, like, stop. Also, you don't need a human target to test any kind of weapon. If it explodes successfully... Think you're gonna kill people with it. Right. It was a successful attempt. You don't need to practice on a human target. That's insanity. This is just, yeah, like sadistic. Not what in- practice is. No. For. Some victims were put into gas chambers, as a witness recalls, in quotes. A Russian mother and daughter left in a gas chamber as doctors peered through thick glass and timed their convulsions, watching as the mother sprawled over her child in a futile attempt to save her from the gas. No, 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 no. And people fucking watched. Without a problem. Without a fucking problem. My next topic... I have literal hell on earth. (laughs) Sounds great. Um, During their research, if you can even call it that, more like torture, while performing tests on their victims with the plague, cholera, smallpox, etc. This all led to the the development of the defoliation bacilli bomb and the flea bomb. Both of these bombs gave Japan the power to launch biological attacks, infecting agriculture, reservoirs, well, and other areas occupied primarily by the Chinese. So this is where they, like, tested. They created these fucking bombs and tested them, and it worked. I don't want it to work. And during these attacks, like I said earlier, they would drop down infected food supplies or clothing. They're such dicks. It was during a time of war and people were trapped in these cities and they thought they were getting help and they were getting the plague, basically. At least 580,000 people died as a result of these attacks in China. In addition, 1,700 Japanese in Chekiang were also killed by these attacks proving how serious the issues were with distribution right like you can't control that shit once you've dropped it and let it out like it's gonna go wherever it could get on an animal that animal could run to a different place right (laughs) to a different place to another plant another animal and they will get it a human could touch that animal also ready for your mind to be blown yes During the final months of World War War II, Japan planned to issue the plague as a biological weapon against the United States by dropping it on San Diego, California. The plan was scheduled to launch on September 22nd, 1945. Japan had surrendered five weeks prior to that date. But they had written set plans to drop a flea bomb containing the plague. On San Diego, California. You dicks. Five weeks after they surrendered. Not now, but back then, you old dicks. Back fucking then, you dicks. How insane is that? Well, insane. We put people in internment camps, so... I
1: mean, yeah. I'm sure the same shit happened there, full circle. (laughs) Yep.
2: Yep, yep. So gonna get into the aftermath of all of this instead of being charged with their war crimes basically the war ended shortly before the war ended um that guy in charge Ish ishiro i think his, name, his last name was ishi ishiro i think he told everyone to keep your fucking mouth shut take it cool. to the grave anything we talked about He gave everyone cyanide pills in case they were questioned. And was told to take that before you let anything out. And then they bombed Unit 731. The Japanese did. Oh, shit. To get rid of anything that was there. But it was built so well (laughs) that didn't really work. Like, a lot of the evidence was still left. So instead of being charged with any war crimes after the war... Any researchers involved in Unit 731 were secretly given immunity by the U.S. government in exchange for the data they gathered. Cool. Sounds about like us. And they said you can only give this information to us and no other wartime allies. Says who? Says the U.S. What are they going to do about it? I don't know, but they took it. And guess what else happened? Tommy. Some of these fucking people were released and continued to do experiments on unwilling participants. Oh, I believe that.
1: Yes, after human subjects, subjects continuing that.
2: to kill with no repercussions to their actions. They were just like, "Okay, you did this, but give us all your research and we'll let it go." Cool. You just make some shit up. What? What? People are horrible. Um, Due to (laughs) victim accounts, due to this, due to everything there that we gave them pardon, um, victim accounts were largely ignored or dismissed as communist propaganda in the West. So we didn't believe them. Anyone who came forward. Why? And said this is what really happened. Unacceptable. In World War II. Because it's like, it's so interesting because we know so much... About Nazi Germany and what happened in any of the camps they had, yeah. and we know nothing about that. This. this isn't taught. This happened no, in World War Two. This is not, not taught in any of our textbooks.
1: I have only heard about this since I started doing research for this episode.
2: Because primarily, it wasn't done to Americans. It was done to Chinese people, and that was the main yeah, the main target. Yeah. Nobody cared. Directly, directly after the war, oh, like I said, Ishii is his name, ordered every member of the group to take anything they did to the grave. Um, he even had a crew try to blow up the compound, but obviously it didn't work. In 1981, the the war ended in 1945, so almost 40 years later, people started to come forward who watched vivisections to testify about what happened. In 1997, Japanese history textbooks usually contained references to Unit 731, but did not go into any detail or allegations against it. Aburo Lanaga's New History of Japan included a detailed description based on an officer's testimony, and the Ministry of Education tried to have the passage removed. From the textbook. Well, guess what? No. (laughs) Right. They went to the Supreme Court, and it was determined that um, the testimony was indeed sufficient and that requiring it to be removed was an illegal violation of freedom of speech. Good. Yes. So at least that's in the textbooks. The same fucking year, though, international lawyer Conan Tezuchia filed a class-action lawsuit against the Japanese government demanding reparations of the actions of Unit 731. All Japanese court levels found that the suit was baseless and no findings of fact were made or the existence of human experimentation. That was in 1997. Fuck. Someone was like, I'm fucking suing you. You owe us money. You owe anyone. You took money. And they were like... Every single court in Japan was like, it didn't happen. Human experimentation did not happen. Yeah. In 2001, a documentary called The Japanese Devils was composed largely of interviews with 14 members of Unit 731 who had been taken as prisoners by China and later released. So there is a documentary out there, Japanese Devils. I have not watched it. In 2006, that's too soon, a nurse who worked at a medical school and research facility that was owned by 731 and operating in Tokyo during the war (gasps) revealed that she had helped bury bodies and body parts on the school ground. Oh, cool. After Japan surrendered in 1945. This was in 2006. 2011, the Ministry of Health began to excavate the site, and China requested DNA samples from any human remain found on the site, and the Japanese government rejected their request. And I put, we will probably never know what happened to these victims, or if they were even buried there. Somebody is in bed with somebody. Well, the Japanese government still has not admitted that Unit yeah. 731 even existed. As what everyone knows it to be. So the most recent up, well, almost, yeah. The most recent update, April of 2018, the National Archives of Japan disclosed a nearly complete list of 3,607 people who worked for Unit 731. To Dr. Katsuo, Nishiyama of the Shiga University of Medical Science and he said he intends to publish the list online 3,607 people who worked there whether you fucking cut people open or not you were involved because you watched someone you watched something happen to a human being something horrifying that you could have stepped in and said stop or I'm not doing this yeah, just a simple like, I mean. Or walk away, I don't know. Not that anyone's possible. I know, because they would have been killed. Obviously, yeah. they killed everyone else there. Why would they keep someone alive who was questioning what they were doing? Who knows? And they have that Japan has openly apologized for its actions before and during the war, but has never apologized specifically for Unit 731, nor have they ever fully admitted what happened there. Since the only evidence obtained by the public are witness testimonies and everyone involved was pretty much pardoned by other countries, there is no real evidence that it happened. And therefore, Japan does not have to admit to any allegations. Aren't there documents? No, because everything that is documented is not about a human. Anything that's documented is... An animal, they claim that it's an animal and they referred to everyone as logs, which you could absolutely say it was an animal. You don't. It's just people coming forward after the fact. Yeah, saying that. I mean, even that guy in the New York Times, he fucking was a medical assistant there and cut someone open. And he was just brand new and being like, okay, I've done this before. This is what I do, yeah. Like, C section, not C section, (laughs) not top C section. Right to dead bodies, I'm thinking like this. Done this to dead bodies before, but here's a live one like if you're dissecting,
1: I think that's the word, not c section, dissection. If you're dissecting someone, like if you're dissecting a body, I mean, it's an awake person, but I don't know. I guess it's very much human nature to try to give someone the benefit of the doubt that, like, someone involved at some point may have been innocent, not innocent completely, but just the same as the people being experimented on were victims. Oh,
2: for sure. We're just because doing also, what they were told like, that they would be killed. Well, yeah. Or this but, will happen to you. You'll be uh, a test subject. So obviously I'm going to pick cutting a live human open over being injected with any kind of disease and studied.
1: I, like, the whole time my eyeballs why are just it. like... <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> what? What? Yep. And that's literally... I mean, I stopped researching because it was getting so long. This was six pages and I had to stop. And it just goes on. Unfortunately, this is just like what we know. And this is, I mean, so what we know, all that was horrifying, just let your imagination run of what we don't know what went on there. Yeah. Because the more horrifying thing, we don't have any fucking clue what really happened. Yeah, because there's no real documentation. Children. We're taking... I'm going to go ahead and
1: say that my least favorite part of that is where you maybe take someone's limb and put it on
2: the wrong side. For fun. While they're alive. And, like, not anesthesiased. No, thank you. No. One of the things
1: I was going to research today was similar. It was um, mustard gas experiments. Mm. And how... Those people were, like, predominantly – what was it? It was, like, African-American, Hispanic, like, Puerto Rican – I can't remember everything that was included, but, like, disproportionate amounts of people in the U.S. military that were not white. Right. That all of them were experimented on because the idea that they, you know, gave across falsely was, we want to see if this affects darker skin the same way that it affects lighter skin. And Ugh. Asian and white soldiers were used in two different groups as controls. Controls. Right. Basically, they're just seeing, like, okay, we have white people, Asian people, and then, like, black and Mexican people are, like, black and Hispanic, and they're going to put all of their skins together. No. Compare the no. results of what the gas looks like on their skins. No. no. Like, the, Felt- the fallout from that, those people are still, if alive... One guy that I found in an NPR interview, he, this is the most gruesome thing. He was from the unit of African-American people that they were like, we're going to test this out on you guys. It'll be fine. And he was like, no, the hell it won't be. But what do you do? So he goes along with it or like it happens to him anyway, like 40, 50 years later, showed a picture of him with like a huge dry patch of rash on his arm and he was like my skin gets like this all the time like it just dries out and it flakes off because I've been exposed to all those chemicals Uh, he carried around a jar of his like skin flakes to show people if he was like not outwardly having symptoms he would be like this is how much of my skin comes off me all the time like, off of his hands and an arm. What the fuck? He's like, I can just, like, and I'll like, just like flake, flake off. off in huge, like, sunburn chunks. Mm-mm. Blech.
2: Mm-mm. So that's what I didn't do? <laughs> oh. Wartime medical research shit is terrible. It's all disgusting. It's all racist. Oh, yeah. This was, like, Japan against... China yeah,
1: I mean, it's all classist, racist, it's all yes. about power and yes, whoever the dominant person thinks they are just doing unspeakable things. and you know for most part like for for no reason, for no reason, for no reason because how much quantifying of these no reason. so-called
2: experiments were you doing and what did we even learn from it?
1: Right, that none of it worked because you were doing crazy things like sewing on someone's knee backwards. Right. Like, what- For no fucking reason. Yeah, like, what were you trying to find out? Just, oh, yeah, we can do that because muscle attaches back to muscle? Like, no shit.
2: Could you imagine being cut open? I can't. While you're alive with no I'm also
1: way too drunk to try to talk about (laughs) (laughs) muscle attaching. I'm like, yeah, no shit. It didn't fucking
2: work. I mean, obviously, but- Ugh. Well that wasn't bad Only had an hour But like you would be talking for another hour plus Yes so Because of banter Yes, Talking about dumb shit So it's good we're doing two parts Yes And we've had too much wine So much And I could literally fall asleep right now
1: I know I kept moving around because I was getting like Not paying attention-y And I was like <laughs> oh, no I'm getting distracted <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> Oh no and then my yes. body actually hurt so bad that I had to stand. Yes. <laughs> so, that was the first part of our two-parter on yes. Government Medical Experiments. We're going to be back next Friday with the second part. Pause while I <laughs> on the computer. Oh. oh, no. I had my funny bone. <laughs> it wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia <laughs> hit her funny bone on my pull-up bar. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> try to do a drunk pull-up after this Oh my god,
2: no, I'll die Only <laughs> <laughs> one is bread right now
1: Are you gonna try to go to McDonald's? Are you just gonna go no, to I'm sleep? No, I'm just gonna go home and eat bread <laughs> Just straight up bread <laughs> And then go to sleep I think the first moment that me and Olivia knew that this friendship was forever Was when we drank too much During a recording session And we each went home and ate plain tortillas <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I was like tortillas. why did I get drunk last night during this um <laughs> I had to go eat a tortilla and she was like shut up that's what I ate when I got home
2: <laughs> oh my gosh did I tell you this morning my power went out and I was afraid someone was in my basement and turned my power out intentionally no yeah, but like terrifying. obviously that's the first option <laughs> I was literally so paranoid and Chris had already left and one of his co-workers last days of work is tomorrow and he like Makes, well, I make these cookies <laughs> for his office. Like, I've made them three times now. And he wanted to make them, but you have to chill them for like an hour they're, like, snickerdoodle pumpkin cookies, and yes. he wants to make them at, like, 10 o'clock last night, and I'm, like, these have to chill for an hour before we can do anything with them. So I was, like, I'm working from home tomorrow. I'll just make them in the morning, it's fine. So I was doing that, and I turned the stove on, no. and then right after I turned, or the oven, I'd right have to turn the oven on, like, two seconds later, all the lights in my house went out, and then I was, like... I'm not going downstairs because that's where, like, a killer would want me to go to turn my nope, thing I'll back just stay on. No, i dark, thanks. In fact, I'll go outside into the street. Well, yeah, and it was, like, the electric, so, like, my stove was still on because that's gas. Yes. <laughs> so, it's just, like, my lights and my AC that went out. And then, like, five minutes later, they all came back on. No, thank you. And then I was getting really paranoid, and I heard someone walking. I mean, I live upstairs, and it was like, that sounds really loud. And I've never heard walking be that loud in their house before. I was literally like this close to Those texting. Footsteps sound different than my, normal yes, footsteps. texting my downstairs neighbor and being like, Are you home? Is someone else in your house right now? Like, what's going on? Because, no. yeah, it was like super loud. And they're not, I mean, I hear their kid all the time, but not them. But when I left, it was, like, the kid and the grandma. Oh. So. Who knows what that little show was doing? Maybe the grandma. Yeah, I don't know. But I was fucking paranoid. God damn, That's what podcasts will do to you. They will. Okay. Ready.
1: So. Thanks for sticking with us through all of that gruesomeness. Join us again next week for our second episode of our two-parter on government experiments, where I'm going to blow Olivia's fucking mind with an in-depth look at a specific program of MKUltra, the CIA's mind control operative. Make sure to tune in again to hear all about Operation Midnight Climax. Which kind of sounds like it could be the sequel to Michael Scott's original film, Threat Level Midnight. So thank you, listeners. We'll see you next week. Oh my god, I can't wait for that. (laughs) Threat Level Midnight! (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Literally, though. Operation Midnight
2: Climax. Yes. I have that tab open. It was one of my options, and then I didn't research it. Yes. Yes. That's what we're talking about next week.
1: It is like... Nowhere near as brutal as Olivia's. It's disgusting and non-consensual and very, very, very fucked up. But like, still somehow more lighthearted in the like
2: everything fifties martini way. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> well, tune in next week for a lighthearted take yes. <laughs> on our medical government <laughs> research on the government's control of your body and your mind. Yeah,
1: mine was fucked up. Sorry, everyone. Also, delete all your tabs and put some tape over your webcam. Please. Tune in next week.
2: Yes, for Mackenzie's. You have just listened to Death by Champagne. We have not drank any champagne tonight, but we've had... Yeah, we did. Was that champagne? Uh, Sparkling rosé. We drank... Rosé champagne. Rosé champagne and red wine. A lot of it. And we're feeling it. And we're going to regret this. I, this
1: episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Scratch this whole recording.
2: Um, we are here to keep you up at night. So goodbye. Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Death by Champagne on your podcast app. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Shamps. To keep up to date on deadly and spooky things happening in our world, email us your hometown haunts, spooky stories, and favorite crimes at deathbychamps at gmail.com to be featured on the podcast. If you really want to show us some love, go check out our Patreon and donate to help us keep this thing going. This has been an episode of Death by Champagne, the deadly podcast here to keep you up at night.